0: Are there parts of motherhood that did not come naturally?
1: Do you feel overwhelmed? Are there secrets you wish you knew in advance about the motherhood journey? Could you use a place to cope with motherhood, laugh your woes away, and lighten the mommy guilt? Welcome to Toward finding a mom-life balance. Welcome back to Torn, Finding a Mom Life Balance. On this series, we're going to talk about going beyond fear. Hi, Torn Tribe. We hope you enjoyed our Beyond the Guilt series, and we're excited that we
0: can kick off this next series together in person. We're in the same room.
1: (laughs) Yes. And fear is a real thing. I, I will say, as I decided to adopt, to become a mom, there were many things that went through my head, but even before becoming a parent meme like fears what well, kept me from even desiring to be a parent. Cause I was like, oh my gosh. You hear all those statistics. You hear about kids ending up on therapist couches talking about their mothers. <laughs> they didn't want to be that parent. <laughs> Uh,
0: I think it's also just reevaluating things that you feel you have some semblance of control over for yourself, but that you know, you know, that that saying that your kid is your heart walking around in the world. And it's true. Who do they come in contact with? Where can you leave them safely? Who do you trust with the choices and the words and the behaviors and what's going to be passed on to them? Because, you know, you evaluate the things you didn't have control over and who you know, influenced you or made impacts on you and you're thinking you want, you know, it's always we want better. We always want to be safer. We want to heal some of the past pains and make sure our kids don't experience things that we know better from, Um, but we don't have control over all of it. So I think that's the biggest fear. It's You're making a choice to be in that kind of dynamic where your heart is kind of like in your throat a lot of the time. (laughs) Yeah, you get
1: those phone calls, and you're like, now what? Now yeah, what? Or the lower school. Yeah. No, no. Very fearful yeah.
0: conversation. Or you missed two calls on your list of voicemails as you were running around your building with really bad service, and you're like, what happened? Who who got hurt? Who has to get picked up? Who's sick?
1: Yeah. So fear, I think, is a normal torn feeling to have when you're thinking about becoming a parent, when you are a parent. And I don't think fear, the fears become different, but they don't necessarily go away as your child gets older. And I will say early on in my parenting journey, before I became a parent, one of my fears was, and I not even have kids at the time, was them getting kidnapped and it was in of course and I think this was heightened because of course I was in school during the time that you would hear about bombings shootings um both when I was in middle school and even in college there was a college nearby that had experienced a shooting and so you hear all that and I got married really young so I was thinking no (laughs) <laughs> like I'm not ready for that I'm not ready to have a kid and of course in my mind I never started with an infant I just re- I just realized that they- these fears that I have were always for 8 year old and higher and not that I knew that I was going to adopt an 8 year old and become a parent like that but I never had these fears about like infants
0: early life
1: yeah early life and it's after I had an infant that the fear of the wobbly neck got me. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: think for me, it's always been the choke on something. some some water kind of thing. And yeah. I don't have any of
1: those. Like I haven't, well, we only knew one child that had choked on an apple and passed away really. Yeah. Long. But yeah. I mean your
0: own where you're just like, yeah. Oh, I had that scary water incident. I don't know how to swim or I, you know, or, you know, experience some sort of loss. But for me, it was always those very vulnerable physical things. Yeah. Um, the outside things you helped put into my mind <laughs> when my, it's like when you go to the store with Soph, make sure you're not like leaving her in the car as you're unpacking. And I'm like, so interesting <laughs> that this is on your mind and we've never had this conversation before. And that you never told me to avoid strange people in parking lots when it was just me. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it's like, um, make sure you don't leave my niece in the cart and you're paying attention. And I don't care who steals your bread or take or you leave something in the car. Just make sure she gets in the car. And it just made me start second guessing everything. Um, it's those choices of like you can say hello to strangers when you're with me or you can be friendly to people on the line because everyone wants to talk to our kids.
1: Everyone starts conversations. People even want to some- give them money. That's the red flag. Don't Don't take money from strangers, no matter how pushy they are. But it's also
0: when all the things we talk about that make us feel guilt, that make us feel stressed, your mind is somewhere else when you're doing the day to day and you're thinking, don't let me go home with the biggest like regret in my life that in reacting normally to stress or the unexpected or having to juggle so much in your day, awful traffic, crowds, you know, in New York, there's just nonstop things you have to be weary of and then on top of it it's making sure that you're you're safe your kid is safe at all times um because yeah that it's just interesting to me how much people play on that distraction
1: yeah it's it's just straight (laughs) up rude but you also don't want to raise kids that are fearful right because fear is paralyzing it changes the way you see the world. It changes how you embrace the world and decide to put yourself out there. And so when I decided with Steve to become a parent and we decided that we were going to adopt and we were going to adopt internationally, all these fears popped up because it's like, okay, well, what if his culture is so different than ours that he'll never understand stranger danger? And when you adopt a child that's young and they tell you in therapy all the time, their stranger danger is kind of numb and void and not really existent because they've been relying on strangers to take care of them for so long. And so having those conversations, but I, I, again, we always, I, I would say one way I've overcome my fear is reading. The more we can read books about it, the more that we can, Have the stories, talk about it, and just things to be aware, the easier it became to take kids out in public. But I will tell you now, Torn Tribe, I still, in the back of my mind, have fear of one of my kids getting kidnapped or taken from me in my distraction. And I have four. So it's not fair to go out with all of them at the same time (laughs) because four to one is not a good ratio. Very easy prey. So, I do not take all my kids out by myself. It's two to one max.
0: <laughs> no, definitely. I have to say that my comfort was oh, because he was a parent, you know, and being a step parent and coming in when they were older and learning from some of the experiences. Um, Oma just has like this calm demeanor. My bigger fears once Soph was getting a little, was the random sickness or what medicine or what can happen in their sleep. And some of those things that are just unexpected. And for me, it would always feel like it came with this adjustment of the inconvenient. It was, you know, you're all caught up, things are happening, families coming in, you make plans, you're going. And then kid comes down with the fever or something weird happens. Or, you know, just recently it was like random rash, this thing I've never heard of. It's like, okay, that's what my kid had. Great. (laughs) We've we've got through that. She's okay. It's not some terminal thing. It's not a (laughs) long-term concern. And we're going to keep rolling. But he just has this demeanor. It's like, okay, we're going to give it 12 hours, 24 hours. We're going to go to the doctor and check it out. And I'm just like, we're just going to wait. We're just going (laughs) to calmly wait and see what, okay. If the seasoned parent thinks that's what we should do, fine. Because I was already accusing people like, why wasn't I called as soon as these red spots were were noticed on my child and okay we're gonna wait I'm gonna wait not accuse people and get belligerent with the other people taking care of my kid and helping me out and just make sure she's okay when we'll take her to the doctor and make sure she's okay but he gives me that reassurance he doesn't and he communicates a lot with the kids there's always this clarity about what the day is going to look like so if there is after school it's not just the adults figuring it's like yeah you're going to be there till this time and this is who's coming and if there's a change let's call school so there's lots of communication that also I think gives them a confidence in knowing what's supposed to be happening yeah they're not going to talk to strangers and and then Bella is just very suspicious of everyone so it's always this like look or you she <laughs> to you up until we give her the okay with everyone. <laughs> so
1: New York just City kids. Good instincts. <laughs> Our New York City kids. Unlike my suburban folk here in Charlotte, North Carolina. You don't want to lock their
0: vehicles or protect. No, any it, other that, stuff no
1: even when we lived in Long Island, I didn't lock that minivan. Like, who cares? Like, really, you're gonna steal what's up in here. Your I feel bad bags, for you. Extra wipes. <laughs> my Tom <tom-tom>. Tom. <laughs> Good luck with that. Um, But no, I see, I have, my oldest child is very hypervigilant, doesn't know when to trust, really poor judgment. I have lived through the experience of running late to pick him up from like a guitar lesson to call once I get there and be like, where are you? You're supposed to be standing outside in the pouring rain waiting for me under this overpass. I'm in a car. Come again <laughs> with you. We know no one in this class. He's like, I have no idea who this person is. I'm like, so why are you in the car? Please get out of the vehicle. I am here. <laughs> ah, the grace of God. That's about all you can cling to when you're in that type of situation to not like lose your cool. So there's that. So you get you get past your fears by living through some fears and being in the midst of the storm. And then you have uh, my other my youngest son who says hi to everybody. And he makes sure that you say hi back. He does not like to be ignored. So he will be like, hi, I I said hi. (laughs) And yeah, making friends or like the other day, he's like, oh, hi, you know. My nanny gave me an orange highlighter. And he goes on and I'm like, who are you talking to? We are trying to get into this building and get out. Like, this is not the chit-chat time. But this is my kid who will live by experience. And sometimes it's scary. Like we were walking in on the greenway. I tell him, hey, stick by me. There's a lot of homeless that are displaced and end up using the fountains and the benches uh, to sleep on he didn't listen he runs ahead and then gets scared <laughs> like I literally Someone pops up yeah pops up point. and is like hey boy and he's like hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> mom <laughs> and I was only like five steps away from him so that like i wasn't fearful in that situation but he needed a little fear to get you know a little sense about him Hold holds, some boundaries yeah he's them. holding hands now people <laughs> he's holding hands now so that's one way to get by fear um and i, I would say my main way of getting over my fears and parenting so that way i'm not raising fearful children is prayer prayer has allowed me to have a different perspective about it because oftentimes when you sit and you actually pray and you voice your fear like, what is it that you're really scared about? Is it really about the kidnapping or is it just harmful behavior? Or is it the fact that you will feel guilty that you were that parent that wasn't paying attention or got preyed on at that point in time? Because Torn Drive, I know some of you may be listening to this and have been victims and have been taken advantage of or were that child that, you know, were being raised by parents that weren't too cautious and therefore you ended up becoming a victim. Just so want you to choose grace and realize that there wasn't really anything better that you could have done. Cause I feel like oftentimes as humans, we beat ourselves up and we say, if I only would have done this or that, just recognize at all times you're being the best you you could be and sometimes our awareness gets raised by the unfortunate. It's sad when it happens. It is something to grieve. It is something to go through the process of getting healing, but it's definitely not something to hold on to to paralyze yourself and continually hold yourself back from growing. Um and so releasing it, prayer has allowed me to release my children to God and know that he has them. So we're now my then 10-year-old that was in the car and God protected him now that he's 20 and in college. And I get that midnight, one in the morning phone call <laughs> that quickly sends a sharp pain through my chest. <laughs> and I'm like, what the, what is going on now? I quickly throw up a prayer right after I freak out and it helps me get calm. So when I answer that phone, I don't sound like a panic <laughs> crazy person. And he's like, why am I calling you if you're just as upset as I am, (laughs) you know, that it can actually be helpful um, and be more stable to to work with them. And I know that
0: lots of what we're dealing with is the world that we're in and just that people you know, that we don't have control over or making choices Mm -hmm. or all these bigger dynamics, because I've definitely grown in sensitivity to human trafficking and thinking about how many teens run away or Mm -hmm. homelessness and all these conditions that are impacting, you know, the world that our children are navigating. But I think uh, Athena makes a good point because We can only control what we can control. We try to do our best. And I think teaching our children that there are things we fear. We're not going to be paralyzed. We still want to explore the world. Uh, But also to not live in a way that feels like they're limited because there's this dark, bad you know, feeling when they're exposed to anything new or in a, in a different space, but to be alert and kind of learn to navigate like questioning, mm-hmm. like, and their own, in, that feeling, right? Like if you are praying and you have faith, if you trust that, that instinct, trust that something when, when you get that funny feeling. And I think that's the part of the prayer and the peace of mind is that when your mind is clear and you can be present, then you feel, when things are not right, or you feel that hesitation or the double checking so that something can be avoided. Um, But I think just teaching them, we're not invincible. And so we want to be cautious and and think about the way we do things without reckless abandon, because we know we go through those stages where teenagers just don't think anything will ever happen to them and trust everyone that they're around and they're exploring and they don't realize that no matter how much you teach them or make them aware you're also not going to open up all of pandora's box because they're not ready for it but that the world has a lot out there that they might not expect so not to be cynical but to be aware and to be cautious and and kind of navigate that way and think carefully who they're around yeah. and what feeling they're getting from yeah
1: because I, I would say as parents through the pandemic like didn't see that one coming um fear was everywhere and to the point where i noticed in one of my sons he was already a clean freak like he doesn't like to be dirty he washes his hands incessantly but it became even more like ocd like when the pandemic hit because he didn't want to get covid um But then it happened where we all got COVID and just parenting them through that and making them realize that, no, I wasn't going to stop hugging them because of a virus. Like, um, regardless, the truth is we're not guaranteed tomorrow. So with COVID, without COVID, it could be my last hug. Right. So um, just giving them that perspective and that assurance that they couldn't control it, that it's outside of their control. And even if. Your fear comes to pass, you will overcome. Um, And having that mindset rather than feeling defeated. Um, Because oftentimes, if we're very paranoid, and I know I grew up in a certain situation where, you know, our mother is scared of the dark and like she does not like to drive at night in the dark. And because she is scared of the dark, pretty much prevented her from doing stuff in the winter, you yeah, know. Beyond four o'clock. <laughs> four o'clock. <laughs> she was in the house because <laughs> everywhere was dark, you know. And I just remember growing up like that. And I'm thinking, man, that, your day ends so early. Like you get nothing done in the winter. And that's a pretty long season <laughs> to be ending at four o'clock. And so just facing your fears and realizing that even if you did go out past dark and the bad thing did happen to you, that you were able to live through it and get beyond it. So um, just to ensure that you're empowering your kids to be strong and courageous and know that you're there with them. But I, the other thing with fear that I have noticed releases it is telling my kids what I'm scared about.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say, I think the big thing that you're <laughs> sharing about is the sharing. You know, when your son's telling you, I already have these concerns and now we're in the middle of this pandemic and it's like at the uh, max and you're processing because this isn't something you've been through before. And (laughs) my grandparents were never hadn't gone through this and no one really knows what to expect. And news keeps changing. It's in the sharing. Right. That. We can kind of shed light on it Mm -hmm. and bring those things out of the dark and they can feel more manageable. And you can find other people who will give you strategies or approaches, because I think the other part when I think about what our day to day during the week was, is that my mom's the tribe was a little small. And so if you can't share the oh, I can't drive at night and can we carpool? And again, with the fears of who are you expanding your circle to and who is around your kids so that you can start navigating those things but sharing it so that you can figure out a way around it
1: yeah and I think the more we share with our kids that we are fearful beings too the more they'll share what they're actually scared of because it's more than just being alone in the dark (laughs) or having to go to sleep um they they actually have bigger fears than that and so just and the more that I share with them for instance my Little guy, that got approached by the homeless guy at the park, like him experiencing that. Finally, he realized, like, oh, that's what you're scared about, mom. Like that someone would actually approach me and catch me off guard and take me away. Yeah, you're not. And you would miss me from me. happy running, in my play and my <laughs>
0: Exactly. It's not that you just want me tied to your hand. There's like a purpose. Yeah, in, I'm not in a dream that. crusher. <laughs> No, so I really look forward to us continuing to explore these topics and finding ways to get Beyond the Guilt together.
1: Beyond the Fear. Beyond the Fear. <laughs> it's okay. There's too many series, Torn Tribe. You got to keep with us, man. And if you haven't listened to Beyond the Guilt.
0: Check it out. Check it out.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know? But, um, yeah, stick with us. And another favorite thing that we like to do is to share our men's with you, how we get by every single week as parents, because I'll tell you, motherhood, daddyhood, parenthood, it is a hood, it is rough. <laughs> so what's mending you memes?
0: Um, I have to say it's our trip. A lot of things went into making it happen and making sure that I could be present in my weekend and take some time from work and have time together. But the trip with Soph, time with my sister, time with my mom, my nephews, playing, just truly being able to enjoy the things I enjoy with my family was much needed.
1: It wasn't getting locked in the closet for 30 minutes. No,
0: the <laughs> child abuse, at the abuse I got from children, no, that wasn't the men's moment. I would have oh, taken man. it as my she-shack had I only been prepared for the lockdown.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, her children and their games. So, torn Drive, I will say my mend has been this weekend hanging out with my sister, getting to see my niece, and just seeing my boys really enjoy hanging out with their cousin and their Thea Mimi, who sometimes they forget the title. <laughs> so They're getting too grown. And just seeing them interact and stuff. And they do come up with cool games. I have to admit, I do like the murder case game. <laughs> who did it with what and to whom? Because apparently they don't know when they've actually been murdered. <laughs> They're confused as to exactly who committed the crime, but fun games and just family time, and actually being intentional on pausing to enjoy that family time because it definitely allowed me to see that even though parenthood is very filled with this overwhelmed, anxiety torn feeling, which I know the rest of the world thinks I regret becoming a mother, but that's not true. I do not endorse that statement. I do not (laughs) regret becoming a mother. I just recognize what it is and it is overwhelming. But when you actually sit and pause and think about it and you look back at pictures or you, you sit there and reflect as people are playing and running around and having conversations, you realize it's the only true way to experience an overwhelming feeling of love. And I am excited every single time I get to hang out with my niece, just knowing this this friendship, it's growing. And it's hilarious that she's growing up so fast. Where yeah. did the six years go? <laughs> and sure. only for her can I drive with my convertible top down in 50 degree weather, people. <laughs> we did have a Dumb Dumber moment. <laughs>
0: Yes. So, please um, follow. We are at Torn MLB on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, watch us on YouTube and please share. That's the way people can learn about us and join the Torn Tribe. Drop us an email, tornmlb at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for joining.